Okay, so I'm having a few technical difficulties, technical difficulties, technical difficulties. It's your girl Queenie here trying to record this podcast. Y'all know how it is. If you have been podcasting or if you listen to podcasts, um, sometimes we have some glitches and tonight is no different. I am having a glitch. However, I um, have a previously recorded podcast between myself and two young ladies that um, wanted to talk about life and relationships and love and and just, you know, their own experiences. <laughs> They're in their early 20s. Oh my God. I wish someone would have had a podcast for me to talk in my early 20s. <laughs> for me to talk on, you know? Well, anyway, I'm being Auntie Queenie tonight. So um, enjoy the show. Bye. Hey guys, look. It's your girl, Queenie. I am back tonight. We are talking to two young, beautiful women um, about dating, you know, um, in their 20s. They're in their 20s. They're like babies, right? So we're going to be talking to them about dating, relationships, love, um, what they've learned, what they're struggling with, um, you know, how the dating landscape is going for them. Because, you know, I'm always talking about my age, you know, dating is rough. Dating is rough because I think we come with so many different um, experiences. And at my age, you have, you have divorce, you have children, you have a, a lot of relationships or very little relationships. You have work responsibilities. You just got life in general. And whenever, you know, you're my age, it's a little different. You know, there's a lot of things you may or may not put up with. But when you're 20 or you're 22 or you're 19, you may have a lot of questions, a lot of unanswered questions. Um, even things that you might not even talk to your parents about. Um, so tonight, I'm going to talk to these young ladies. Um, I am talking with, um, they're from IG. So um, Destiny's underscore untold and at Tia, T-I-A-A underscore Monet. Um, so yeah, so join me and um, let's indulge. Let's, let's jump into this. Hold on, let's let him in. Welcome ladies. Welcome to the Relationship Zone. How are you tonight? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Miss Destiny's Untold? I'm really good. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So ladies, thank you so much, both of you. Can y'all hear me well? Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, you know, I have to ask because I, I, I can't tell. I don't have on any headphones tonight, but... Um, First, let me say welcome to the Relationship Zone and thank you for joining me tonight. Um, this should be a really good and interesting conversation. Ladies, give me the ages before we even get started. Tia, how old are you? I am 22. 22, okay, let me make, let me make, let me write that down because I gotta, I gotta keep this in my head, like 22. There's a huge generational gap here between you and me. So <laughs> it's interesting to hear how you're dealing with love and life and relationships and of course compared to how someone like myself is dealing with that um destiny's untold how old are you i am 19 19 oh to be 19 again <laughs> <laughs> to be 19 again okay so ladies you know we talked i told you both i wanted to do this um kind of roundtable discussion i want to unpack what it's like to be your age and dating in this era 
um, crazy um, from 2020 to just, you know, this new culture. I know you guys have grown up in the culture that I'm calling new, but I'm curious to know if you are having any of the same challenges that I am having. So, <laughs> so without further ado, I want to just jump right in. Are either of you married? No. <laughs> have either of you ever been married? No. Okay. So now we have that out of the way. Do either of you have children? No. Okay. So we, you have a dog child. Okay. So we got all that out of the way. So that means it's a clean slate. It's just you. How is dating or how has dating been going in your 19, 20, 21, 22 years? Um, What's the start? I'll start. Um, it was a roller coaster up to this point, getting into college, but high school dating is was horrendous. Ah, okay, all right. Dating in high school, I don't even remember what that was like. So, what was the what was your challenges in high school? Um, well, I already knew ever since I was little that I knew I wanted to date for marriage. I knew I was ready to just do long term goals, but no one around me was ready for that. So. Wow. Me trying to just be like, all right, I want to date. Let's go. How long do you want to be here? Do you want to like do a house? Do you want to see yourself having kids? I'm having the older conversations. Oh, of wow. course. I, was, I wasn't afraid because I knew what I wanted. And they were like, whoa, I'm just trying to pass calculus. <laughs> so that was, that was really hard all the time, trying to suppress that urge to like just want to look for a future early. Wow. Wow. Okay. So Tia, um, of course, Destiny, Ayana, she shared that that was her experience in high school. How was your experience in dating in high school? Oh my goodness. A mess. <laughs> but I think it was partially because I had braces forever. Okay. And I was, I was that dorky girl, I had braces, glasses, but junior year when the braces came off and oh. I developed a new fashion sense and I really had like a whole new set of friends. That was when I actually like started dating and everything. Okay. And okay. me, I was literally dating like, and I, but I, I was like not committing to anybody until I ended up in a relationship I didn't even know about. And I went to the guy's cookout with his family and he introduced yeah. me to his girlfriend. I did not like him like that. And I had to stay with him until I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and then I broke up with him. So that's pretty much how my dating experiences went. It was a lot of drama, but it was fun. Was it? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> so you didn't even know that you were like um, serious? <laughs> like you just out at the barbecue? I had no idea. <laughs> until he was like, hey, aunt, this is my girlfriend, Tia. And I was like, uh, okay so then oh. afterwards um he was like oh was I supposed to ask you uh yeah like <laughs> I was like definitely seeing other people oh my god yeah. okay so so you're both have okay so wait Ayana or Destiny you have gone into college this is what year one or two my second year second year in college and dating has changed it feels different now Yes, <laughs> absolutely different. Tell me what's so different about it now. Well, I got to college and it just kind of felt like everyone was kind of on the same playing field because I'm at community college. So everyone's like, I'm trying to transfer. I'm here for like a degree or for like a small certificate. 
And we're all just free from being in high school. We can actually adventure out with different people. So when mm-hmm. I first started dating, I met all different types. I dated um, two other guys before my current boyfriend in college. Okay. And they were all completely different flavors, <laughs> all completely different people. So it was very awesome to actually like meet new people that weren't in the same mindset of I'm just here, you know, just trying to pass. I don't really Absolutely. Care. It was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's very different um, whenever you are like, you start to go up the, the stage of dating, like the ages and the responsibilities, the vision, the dreams, it just changes. But I will share with you, it doesn't get much easier. <laughs> it just changed. That's, so so if you could just go back like in your pre-dating age what are some of the things that you wish you would have known or would have asked or even learned from let's say your parents right because my daughter I have a daughter that's your age um and she just thought she knew everything so you know I mean what is it that you that you wish you could have asked or could have learned prior to going into this dating stage um that's kind of a hard question because I was lucky that like my family's relatively open so they told me a lot of stuff about dating with when they were dating and before they met each other and afterwards I learned a lot from them um Mm -hmm. but what I wish I guess I knew was it was okay to actually have my mind made up and as Mm. like I didn't have to settle down um Cause I was going, I knew I was going to be higher than a lot of people in the sense of mm-hmm. I knew I was going to be ready, but mm-hmm. that's okay. I can just keep looking and keep trying to find instead of, oh, I should just date now, get the experience, you know, understand yeah. what I want. Like that's just, yeah. That was a time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you find that boys just were less prepared or less focused on those things in general? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I get some for it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Tia? What do you wish that you would have known prior to like pre-dating that you didn't know? Well, I had a sister who is 15 years older than me, coaching me through a lot of dating and everything. So it was a lot of what I was going through. She had been there, done it. Yeah. And she was, my family, they're coming mainly from the perspective of just have fun and meet people Mm -hmm. because I was the person who didn't know what I wanted. And so I think I needed to experience different things to figure out what it was that I wanted. And I was able to figure out now that I'm out of college and now I know exactly what I want. Right, right. I still don't really want to settle down or really commit to anyone. And that's Mm -hmm. really the tricky part for me is because people my age are looking for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I would say what I wish I had known was, I guess like, and when it comes to certain qualities, knowing that it's okay to completely walk away. I, yeah, I'm, I'm learning that now. Like if there's something that a guy isn't doing and I nicely hint at it or even spell it out for him and he's still not proving that he is willing to do it. I know my worth, so I can just walk away. Yeah. I like that. I like that. What about you, Destiny? You, what, what, what do you think about what she just said? Honestly, I wish I was at the point where like, it's kind of weird to say, I wish I didn't have my mind made up. So I had a little Mm -hmm. bit more fun, which is like learning different people. Cause I didn't really like think about just trying everyone out till I got to college. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I also am an only child, so I didn't all have like a sibling to turn to. I w- it was just me and my parents. And I'll be honest, yeah. I really tell everything. I wanted to just figure a lot of stuff out. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think I wish I was there, but I'm also am thankful that I still went through what I did. To get yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, no, I please. Say, I like that, Destiny. I like that she knew what she wanted already because that saved me a lot of drama, though. I think, like, once I think that would have saved me a lot of drama if I had yeah. really just know what I wanted, then I wouldn't have like wasted my time on people who weren't worth it. So mm, yeah, I mm. think it's good that you knew that earlier than me. <laughs> so I would tell you both that it's something that women of my age was still figuring out, right? So if you if your value is mentally connected to someone else, then you will stay and put up with a lot of things that you absolutely should not be putting up with that are unhealthy. And it's great to figure it out early and realize it early because otherwise you'd be a 40, 50, 60 year old in relationships with people that devalue you and that cannot appreciate you. And you know, you lose your worth. You don't, you have no idea who you are because you're identifying through your connection with that person. Hmm. So it's good to learn it early, you know? Yeah. All right. So being young and navigating this whole hookup era, right? So FYI, it has spilled into my generation, <laughs> but oh, it's, it's terrible but how do you ladies um navigate the hookup era I mean and and I will just say that some people have no issue with it and other people have issue with it but how do you personally just navigate this whole hookup era and did you have to face that um in your I guess going into adulthood (laughs) (laughs) um it was really interesting to face. I, I guess since I knew a lot of guys who wanted to want to try to hook up with me stayed away from me. Yeah. I was like I don't play around with that. I'm not interested if you're not trying to. Yeah. Me. I mean, even now, like I've, I'm not much for it because I connect to people and I'm very, I can't let people go like that. So I choose mm-hmm. not to participate, but mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm just a little bit lucky. I just, I never had yeah. to get into it. I got to just say, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me alone. That is good. That's really good. So you had your boundaries already set up. And when people, sometimes when people see your boundaries and they know that they're not going to be able to cross them or compromise them, they'll just go their own way. I think the Bible says, resist the devil and it will flee. <laughs> so good <laughs> <laughs> so for you. What about you, Tia? Ooh. I have been in a few of those situations and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a woman thing or maybe I should just speak for myself, but I do feel like it's harder on the woman to say, oh, well, I'm just going to like hook up with him and that's just, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to care. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's really hard to not have feelings or to not feel some type of way when you see that person with someone else yeah. or you see that person doing what they were doing to you to someone else so yeah I've been in those situations I didn't like it and when it happened I definitely decided to never feel that way again and not get in those situations yeah 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 it's it's some growing things we all have to to grow some of us deal with it differently 
you know, but we all have to grow. So, so that's good. It's definitely out there. I think that guys, unfortunately, and this is no bash on men, but I do believe that sometimes guys in, in this culture of hooking up think that that's, that it's okay. Even though they know it may not be okay, it, if I can get away with it, then I'm going to get away with it. So that's kind of, I think, what, what I've seen. Um, what about you, Lays? Have you seen that? I've seen that. And I think that they do think it's okay. And I know like in college, it's, it's also so tricky because it's only the girl's reputation that ever falls or gets any, like any sort of like mix up or anything. It's like, if a girl, if someone finds out that a girl was with someone and it wasn't like that, or she was with someone else, then like, she's the hoe, but the guy can go out and do it. Mm -hmm. So I heard that's why a lot of girls wait until after college to do that. Yeah. Isn't that super unfair though? That's it's like, they have, we have to like uphold our image or else then we're talked about bad. I'm telling you, that's the patriarchy that we live under. <laughs> yeah. Hi, <laughs> Young, did you have something to add? Um, I honestly, I agree with it. I mean, I, I was lucky that like, I was also around a lot of group of friends who just really decided to do what they wanted to do, regardless of what people had to say. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> a lot of a lot of my friends are just like I don't really care I this is what the path that I want to do this is the path I want to choose you can say what you want but you're not living my life so yeah. I was lucky that I was around that a lot that kept not just like my confidence raised but also kept me around people that I knew wouldn't try to talk about each other a lot yeah. just uplift each other and just be a little bit more open and free about it that's really good that that is really good so with that being said, okay, this is the relationship zone where we talk about all things, love, life, and relationships. I want to talk about life now, like the, the lessons you've learned in life um, at the age that you are, especially like 2020, 2020 taught a lot of us a lot of things. So let's talk about what you learned about yourself in 2020 or any other time period that you want to share. Um, Ayani, you want to start? Um, I do. I mean, definitely in 2020, I'm someone who really likes to talk to everybody and I want to talk all the time. So me being by myself, for some reason, I saw that I learned more about myself alone. Mm. Um, I also learned that like just being caught up in societal norms, mm-hmm. worry about just fitting in and fitting these images, oh. fitting these true like ideal beauties. It just limits your true freedom and expression. You never get to actually show who you are because you're trying to fit everybody else. You end up looking like yeah. a bar girl, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, I like that. Learning who you are early is super important. Um, that way you can live out your own life versus living out the life that someone else expects you to live. I think that we lose ourselves trying to be someone for everyone else or be, yeah, be some someone else for everyone else instead of being who we truly are and finding a silent, quiet space and really, looking at who we are and accepting that is super, super important, you know? So I'm glad you learned that. What about you, Tia? I, I love that firstly, because I, I can relate to that as well. I've never been the really, really outspoken woman who's confrontational and going to argue everyone down. And I had to realize that I probably never will be, but the quiet confidence that I bring is more than enough to get where I'm trying to go. So I definitely relate to that. I would say what 2020 taught me was to be decisive and 
I think that that helped me in everything because when I made a decision, then it was almost as if it's a train moving out. And if you don't want to be on it, then that they just got to go. So when I decided that I could do things like I could do Miss Virginia, when, it, when I decided to believe in myself and do it, then I was able to actually succeed in the journey to that. And when I decided that I was going to help my mom get better, she had an accident and I was caring mm-hmm. for her. But when I decided that, oh, well, no adversity can really stop us. Mm -hmm. then she got so much better. And then I think that when I decided to just not accept certain treatment, then nobody else could try and mold me into what they wanted me to be for them. Mm -hmm. But I could either, you know, say what I want, like what I need from them and either take it or leave it. And then I had to walk away. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I love that. And and you're doing a great job at it. (laughs) So what do you ladies, how do you ladies feel about social media? Um, You again are growing up in a time where, you know, social media is everything and it's like an extended family member, you know, Um, how do you handle social media from likes, from no likes, from interaction, from no interaction, from watching all the different trends to, I mean, how do you handle that with, even with your self-esteem, how do you deal with social media and the impact of it? Um, I find like I had to have a switch with social media. My family was more against having social medias and wanting to stay away, just live in the moment and not put yourself Mm -hmm. out there on there. Mm -hmm. So recently I ended up joining a lot of social medias. I was on Instagram for a long time, but I never expressed myself through it. Right. I never felt like the low self-esteem because I didn't get a lot of likes because I never showed anything. Right. And it wasn't until recent till I was just trying to speak my voice out and try to show who I am and show what I can do mm-hmm. with like content creation, just speaking my mind, just showing that I love fashion, showing what I do, showing what I wear. I was always afraid to show who I was in a time when everybody else was showing who they were. Mm-hmm. It's actually social media has been a lot of an uplifting thing for me to just be me and show me to a wider audience that I really could have imagined. Yeah. And you did not have social media, Ayana, for, well, you weren't active on social media for a long time. I looked for you because just so just a little backstory for the listeners. I have known Ayana since she was Lord three, four, very young. And so I think the first time I saw her on her mom's page, I almost cried because I haven't seen her in a very long time. And she's a woman now. And I'm like, oh, this is the girl used to be in my house, sleeping in our bed and eating our food. And <laughs> so to see you bloom and blossom and, and show it on social media, I mean, that was my way, of course, of being able to kind of get in touch with you. Um, it's just beautiful. And you're, you're right. I for a while, I would just see your page. It was just kind of stagnant, but now it's like come to life and you are quite stylish <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. and you are quite talented. So why not show it? I think it's beautiful. So yeah, I love it. We're going to jump into that a little bit too, because I want to talk a little bit about the things I see you're doing. So Tia, what about you? It's interesting. I have the complete opposite opinion of social media <laughs> than Ayana does. <laughs> to me, it is a burden. I feel as if for me, because I'm a creative, I, I'm a choreographer, a professional dancer, and that it just it requires so much 
creativity. I feel as if social media, it just breeds so much comparison. And I realized that that is a thief of joy. So I mm. try not to be on social media. I use third-party apps to automatically post to social media for me. And nice. when I think about getting on social media, I try and read a book and educate myself because <laughs> it's gotten so bad. Like I, I really begin to compare myself and I see people living the life that I really, really am manifesting for myself and I'm impatient mm-hmm. and I'm just like, they have it now. I know I'll get it, but they have it now. I don't. Yeah. So what is going on? And it's really it almost made me lose sight of the great things that these people are actually doing and what I can take away from what they're putting on their social media. The Mm -hmm. one thing is, and I know social media is never going anywhere, but I I asked my mom the other day, I said, isn't it crazy that people who aren't on social media, it's as if they don't exist. And that is scary to me because it's like, nobody knows who you are. I mean, there's so many billions of us on it. No one really cares what we're doing, but it's like, if you're not on it, what are you doing? No one knows. Yeah. And as a candidate for Miss Virginia, it's so important because it's like, oh, if you didn't take a picture of it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And it's really hard to vouch for if you didn't get some sort of evidence that you were at this event, that you did this or you hosted this. You're just talking. So it's really crazy. But mm-hmm. I think that I used to be really, really like hung up on likes and everything. But when I come, when I made another page for Miss Cardinal, which is my local title for Miss Virginia, mm-hmm. I started with no followers. And like some of my followers from my personal page followed that page, but yeah. it got almost no engagement. And yeah. Oh, she's frozen. No really like I was still posting regardless. And mm-hmm. that gave me a lot of confidence to still post on my personal page and not get hung up on likes or anything. I just posted because I like it. And I realized yeah. that the likes and comments do come because it's like yeah. that authentic too. But yeah. mm, I try and limit my usage of now because <laughs> it's like, it just drains me. Yeah. Yeah. It can be quite rough. Yeah. You know, um, I was, I, I saw a post earlier and was speaking to, the monetization of the things that you do, right? And and basically the gist of it was saying, it's okay for you to have a hobby and it doesn't have to be monetized. Like just enjoy life. Everything doesn't have to make you money. It doesn't have to be a stream of, of income, a source of income because that can become so stressful that it takes the fun and the zest out of living. And it's the same thing. Like I have a YouTube page and people always think, well, you know, you could get monetized. I don't care about monetization. Mm-hmm. That's why I work. And this is a hobby for me and I enjoy engaging. So if I, if, if I start being wrapped up and concerned about this person or that person likes or no likes or comparing my page or my content to this, I would probably shut it down. You know what I mean? Because one, I'm not gonna pay to have all the extra likes. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that, <laughs> any of that. I want to have genuine, authentic conversations and whoever finds my page, that's who's supposed to be here. Yes. But if my confidence and my self-esteem was attached or connected to someone else validating me, I would be sad probably all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, but, but again, it can be a great tool. Yeah. Again, you can, everything can be great in moderation. (laughs) but miss queenie the one thing that i thought about like even though people who don't have social media first of all i don't know how they do it because again it's like they don't exist they don't they're not at risk for cyberbullying or anything and i Mm. realized i I put something out so positive it was about what i was doing i was vulnerable preparing for miss virginia and somebody i didn't even know 
found my page and commented just something so horrible. It was really? Just, yes. And it, it really hurt me because in, I was like, it didn't even matter how many people said it was beautiful or kind. Like it was that one comment that just like hurt yeah. me so much. And I'm like, yeah. wow, people who aren't on social media don't have to deal with that. No, 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 no. And I think that's the reason why they say don't read the comments. <laughs> It's difficult, but don't turn off your comments. Just turn the comments off. <laughs> so, I mean, how, how do you deal with that though? Like, how do you deal with being bullied, you know, out here in social media land? How, how do you handle that? I begin to appreciate it because if people ain't talking, that means you're not doing nothing. So <laughs> I, I like it because I'm just like, yeah, they're talking about me. So that means, you know, good or bad, I'm on their mind. And I know that yeah. what I'm doing is good and people are hearing about it. And yeah. so I think like, you know, like they say, any press is good press. And I try and take advantage of both right now. Okay. But I do realize that like, I can't depend on comments, good or bad to feed me because then they'll starve me as well. So Ooh, that's a good one, girl. That's good. That's good. That was a nice little nugget you dropped there. What about you, Ayana? I, um, I just got into even answering back my comments. <laughs> and, I only got into that because I had to learn that that helps with engagement yeah. and analytics. But yeah. past that, I just left it there. I was just like, oh, I mean, thank you. Otherwise, if I get a comment, I'm like, oh, thanks for your comment. I'm texting them. I'm calling them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you feel very personal. <laughs> so personal. <laughs> I just, like, I, I don't think I ever did social media correctly <laughs> until now. And yeah. Now I'm like, oh, all right, they commented. Maybe I should actually say thank you back. Maybe mm -hmm. the like, maybe I should actually be like seeing how many I'm getting and seeing like why maybe one thing's doing better than the other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't care yet. I was just posting pictures of myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have all a right. question for you, sure. for both of you. So I was, I was on Twitter and I saw something really interesting. This girl, speaking of engagement, she had taken a photo, like a selfie photo mirror thing of herself, like in a bikini, it was minimal clothing. And mm -hmm. she had sent it personally, like DM'd it to some of her followers requesting that they retweet it so that, you know, her numbers could go up. But not everybody wants to have like a random girl in a bikini on their page. Oh so my when, God, people, no. when people were saying no, she was like, okay, weirdo. And she would block them. And there's a debate going on on whether those people, her followers were just unsupportive or <laughs> if they were just not wanting to retweet and they're not weird, you know? What do you guys think? So I'll take that first. For me, in my mind, you're right. Like maybe I just don't want this girl that I follow to be on my page. And then two, maybe I don't want everyone to know who I follow anyway and what I'm into. So, and, and we're, we're not talking about just a retweet of a post or message. We're talking about a full body on my page. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I think that if I chose to retweet you, it would be coming from your page anyway. And I would just retweet. It wouldn't be that you need to send it to me privately <laughs> and say, hey, could you tweet this out? Uh, no, no, I, I wouldn't have done it either. So you think that's a bit pressed for the engagement? I think, I think it really is. Um, and, I'm, and I'm sure, well, it's working for her right now. 
right? Because people are talking about it. So folks are going to go find it and then they're going to go scroll her. You know what I mean? But yeah. Um, yeah, so it worked. I mean, it worked, like you said, it press is press and either way, it's all going to work out good for her for now. Um, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done that either. <laughs> I wouldn't have personally retweeted it. I would feel very uncomfortable just getting it in the first place. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> I didn't even know I still followed you. <laughs> Block me if you want to, but I would, <laughs> no. I mean, in the social media in general, when you're like a bigger platform, it's all about organic engagement. You should be just talking to your followers. You, should, you shouldn't be begging for people to repost as much as just showing content that they want to see that they'll naturally yes. anyways. Yes. So like the whole DM thing, that, that looks a little desperate. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like that. No. Yeah. Yeah, so so note to self and note to listeners, maybe don't do that quite that way. <laughs> or maybe just ask your family. Ask your yeah, family. yeah, I mean, you got to do what works for you, but I, I think, um, yeah, I don't think I'm sending any bikini pictures and say, hey, could you send this out for me? No. <laughs> yeah. All right, ladies. So you're both, Um. so let's see, Tia, you graduated college. Yes. Right? So what are you planning to do with your newfound freedom of no college? Ooh, I have enjoyed it. I've been so thankful um, just to not be under so much pressure on all sides, on all fronts. It's so much yeah. pressure. It's like on top of school and doing well and extracurriculars and internships, just having that cherry on top of social pressure is enough yeah. to make anyone crumble, I think. Wow, so, wow. Just, Graduating is such a 1,000 pound, two ton weight lifted off of me. And I've learned so much. So I've rekindled my love of reading because I'm not forced to do it. Nice. And I've been into reading more books. And that's why I was saying when I'm thinking about getting on Twitter, especially now this past week, it's been so negative, so political. When when I think I want to spend idle time scrolling through social media or on Twitter, I just try and read a book and learn something. Good for you. Mm-hmm. I'm spending a lot of my time now preparing for Miss Virginia. Yeah. Good for you. Dance lessons. Yeah. So I'm just trying to find myself. And I think like, you know, I got a new job. So, yes, yes. Good information. Yeah, so life is exciting. And yeah, it's crazy because people, they're like, how are you still struggling like you are? Like, what do you mean? Like, have you not been outside? What do you mean? Like my professors, they're in touch with me. They're like, you shouldn't be struggling to find a job like you are. I'm like, first of all, I was never struggling. I've always been blessed, but I was like, yeah. it's another business. So just think I'm struggling. You'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Easy as some people make it out to be, you know, and not for everyone. Let me say it that way. And it can be a struggle. It can truly be, a, everyone's journey is different. So it's yeah. fair if you felt that it was, if it was, a, if you felt that it was a struggle for you, that is fair because it's different for all of us. But you know what, Miss Queenie? It was a What's struggle that? because that history teacher made it a struggle. That's okay. why. But see, he doesn't know that. So he just thinks I'm struggling because of him. That's it. <laughs> I was like, I had an internship I hated and a history class I hated. And I couldn't yeah. get rid of either. This was right before COVID. So when COVID yeah. came and things were online and I ended up getting you know, laid off from the internship, yeah. everything worked out. But the thing is, with that internship, I had everything planned out. So I yeah, was working at a local news station and I was like, okay, I'm going to intern here and they're going to love me so much that they're going to want to hire me and I'm going to mm-hmm. stay in this area in Norfolk. Mm-hmm. But 
Mm-hmm. COVID came and I ended up hating the internship anyway. But so Whoa. I was basically left lost and confused. Yeah. And out of college. So I was just like, well, I hated working in news and that was all I wanted to do. So I had to like refine myself. So mm-hmm. I'm still in that journey too. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. That, that is our life's journey. That's how, that's what yeah. it is. We still figure yeah. it out, hon. We exactly. still figure it out. But that's so I'm going to know. And they don't, they don't ask, they just talk, you know? So yeah, of course, of course. So um, Ayana, what about you? You're currently in college. So what big things do you have planned for your college career? <laughs> and it's what a, are you in college for? It's a list. So um, I'm currently, since I'm at Nova, I'm getting a business administration degree for my associates and my bachelor's is going to be in marketing. Okay, nice. Um, the grandiose goal, I changed my major two semesters ago from accounting to this and, and I am trying to be a social media marketer once I graduate. Yeah. So at the moment I have two internships. (laughs) Okay. Um, two internships. I had a small business I had from April to December just to get back into social media and learn Mm -hmm. how to market on there just for myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of this planning is just learning how to make different graphic content since I'll need to know how to do that. Just being comfortable with my creativity. I've always loved math, lo- mm-hmm. math. I've always loved art. I've always loved all of these things. I just was really shy to show that I can do. Yeah. So the last big piece is me being on social media and just showing me and being comfortable in my own skin before I start marketing for other companies. Look at her. She's going to be like a big Google, um, you know, employee over there. Like, oh, Ayana, she works for Google now. Really? Hopefully a fashion company, honestly. That would be even better. Sweet. Mm -hmm. So maybe she'll be working for Ebony. (laughs) (laughs) She'll be working for Ebony Magazine. You know, we do have to speak these things into the atmosphere, right? You have to manifest the things you want. I will not put Ebony on you. You can put whatever, whatever you choose out there in the atmosphere and allow it to come back to you but I love that. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it really is. Maybe I can tap into that because I'm lazy with social media. <laughs> I'm just lazy. Like I just, yeah, no. I know I need to do, but I don't want to. <laughs> it's a dedication for sure. I didn't realize just how much goes into just showing pictures. You need the right pictures, the right caption, the right hashtags, people planning like there's so much that goes into this that I wasn't at all aware of I thought it's just a pretty picture you posted yeah (laughs) and then it's okay no you know I will tell you I realized it wasn't that when I went to some IG pages and I would open up the IG page right and basically their whole entire layout would be like just so pretty like a big butterfly and it's like 12 pictures and it created I'm like oh did they create a butterfly Go back to my pictures. I'm like, they're just all single pictures. They don't look like a butterfly. You <laughs> then that there's some magic that's happening behind the scenes, and I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. So good for you. So let's see what else. Do you ladies have any questions for me before I move on? Because we'll be wrapping up in a moment, but I want to make sure that the younger ladies are able to talk to the old head. And if there's any questions that you may have for me. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think was your biggest struggle to overcome for dating? Oh, girl, I haven't overcame anything yet. No. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I 
the biggest struggle for, to overcome, honestly, I think is letting go of other people's ideology. Um, there is no perfect way to date and there's no cookie cutter, you know, there, there's no cookie cutter way. There's no cookie cutter formula to it. Um, I had to understand and know who I am and who I was at the time or who I am currently and know my boundaries and know what I truly desire for my life and what I want to give into someone else's life. And much like what I think Tia might've might mentioned this is when dating, if the other person isn't providing you with the things that you absolutely need to move forward in the dating ship, then being strong enough to say, this isn't working for me. It's not to control the person, it's to control you and your own personal narrative. And that was probably one of the biggest things I had to, I had to find the courage to get there. I had to find that part of myself because I had kind of suppressed that part. So I needed to find that part and know that it's okay to have a voice and I, because I have a choice in my, in my dating. <laughs> it's so funny to you. <laughs> I have two questions for you. Sure. Oh, Lord, Tia. Oh, Lord. You, you <laughs> give me hard questions, girl. Girl, it is not hard. All right. Tell us your worst date ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, I've had quite a few worst dates. I don't know. I've had quite a few bad dates. I've had some bad dates. I think one of my... You sneak out the bathroom? <laughs> I did have one of my most recent dates that I cut short at Starbucks. Um because I had not, <laughs> I didn't, I had, I had met him online um, because I was okay. doing online dating, right? And, um, and so we talked and the conversation was great and he video chatted me, but it was kind of in a kind of shaded room and I couldn't really get a good look on him. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's a belief that women are not as physically attractive, uh, attracted to men as men are physically attracted to women that's to me is a lie I like a man that looks good and even if that's just look good to me there's yeah. a certain look I like right so he was kind of in the shade and yeah, I couldn't really <laughs> tell but we have been talking for a little while and so we decided to meet at a Starbucks and um I hope he doesn't listen to this but when I met him <laughs> when I met him he was very petite um and I don't like petite men. I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I felt duped. I felt like I haven't actually, <laughs> because, you know, I'm pretty, um, I am pretty public. And so if a guy is interested in me, he can easily find me. Right. And, you know, I'm all over the place. It wasn't, it wasn't fair. So I couldn't just go search for him. And so when he showed up, he showed up in this really dainty like outfit. And I was just like, this was not the pictures that were online at all. He got catfished. He wasn't a bad looking guy. It just wasn't, he wouldn't, he was not my type. And look, I'm not, I may not have even been his type, although he was still trying to see me for the next two weeks. But um, I was just like, I feel like I've been like, different I mean I was asking all these questions and he was like well I lost weight and I'm the I said well, why didn't you put up the pictures that um you know more recent because you look this way online long story short 
long story short, I left and I never saw him again. I never saw him again. Um, that was a weird, just, I was disturbed. I drove home and I called my girlfriend. I was like, I, I just don't think it's the same thing. You know, this weird. <laughs> it's weird. But anyway, um, so yeah, so that was, that was, that was that. Okay. And I have had, I've had a whole bunch of other ones, honey, bunch of them. But go ahead. <laughs> give, me, give me your second question. Okay. Maybe we can talk briefly about friendships because I know like for me in college, when I lost a friend, a girlfriend, that was like a breakup to me. And I put a a lot of emphasis on friendships, probably more than guys, because I feel like the girl is, you know, we're going to be friends, you know, before and after guys. Yeah. But I know like with me, I graduated before a lot of my friends and I'm back home in Alexandria. Most of them are still in Norfolk and life has happened. And a lot of my friendships aren't what they used to be. So how do you, and I know in these times it's even worse. It's really hard to meet people up here. Well, anywhere probably, but yeah. um, like, how would you like, how did you navigate these times and just like changing and outgrowing people who you were once like besties with and yeah. kind of feeling alone. And it's like hard to like make new friends. Ooh. So that's big. Um, I have, and, and you will see this, I think. Um, friends come and go sometimes. And it doesn't mean it's bad. It means that, you know, your time is just up, you know. Um, you may be really, really close to them for five years. And then as life changes, responsibilities pick up and, you know, things happen. You know, maybe it strains the relationship or it just kind of makes you know, your, your group, your circle kind of disperse. Um, if, it, if it's not negative and if you, there's no real fallout, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's okay for life to happen. I think that it takes effort though, those people that really, really mean a lot to you, it takes effort for you to sometimes reach back and check on and say, hey girl, how's everything going? It doesn't mean that you're going to have that same connection. That's the, that's the one group of friends, right? Because um, I have friends that I don't see every you know, I don't see them every two years. I don't see them every five years, but I can call them up. Or when I go down to North Carolina, or if I go to Philly, if I go to, you know, Georgia, I'll see them and they're like, hey girl, you know, and, and we're just, we're just family. You know, those friends kind of shift into family, but it still took effort. Like we still have to make the effort to call each other every now and again, or tech, you know, check on each other or show up to maybe a funeral or a wedding or something like that and just reconnect. Um, that's separate because then you have other friends that you thought you were going to be ride or die with because they yeah. live right around the corner. Um, for instance, I thought that Ayana and my daughter Trinity would be best friends forever because they grew up like that. And so when I saw them as little kids kind of kind of separating the life, you know, I was just, I, I think I was more hurt for their friendship because ideally I thought they would be friends forever. Like, I mean, like family friends, right? But um, I just know that sometimes life happens and you're not able to maintain those relationships. But I will always say this here, if there's a relationship that's toxic, then it's best that it, it's, it's let go of. Those we should not hold on to because when it's toxic and, and, and it's, it has a pattern of toxicity, it's not our place to try to fix it, fix them, be the medicine. You know, it, We can't keep doing that because I think that will only stunt our personal growth it doesn't allow us to flourish because we're steady trying to doctor on a broken relationship because that person is broken. So I believe that you have to really look at those friends and assess like how healthy are they and how healthy was that friendship? Like, am I codependent on this friendship? Am I really like, you know, like, do I need that friendship so I feel whole? 
Or do I have the ability to just make new friends and still have respect for this person? And when I see him or her, just say, hey, you know, wish them well and keep it moving. Um, another thing that I have dealt with personally is, since I'm much older than you are, I've had friends for 20 years almost that I have called friend, 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 friend. But in 2020, 2020 taught me that there are some people I can go without. And it's nothing personal, but it's all personal. You get what I'm saying? Um, and I have friends that I have loved for as long as I've known them. But when I really look at the whole totality of the relationship, do I have I gotten the things I truly needed from them as much as they've gotten from me? And I had to make a very, very hard decision this past year to just cut ties from a set of friends that I have loved dearly. And have and if they ever need me, I would be there. I just cannot continue the relationship as it was. And um, my, I think my father's passing allowed me to open my eyes to that. Um, because for my birthday celebration, Tia, you came, um, there was some really, I think when my father's passing, there was a need that I had and my need was to be with the people that knew me best and they didn't show up for me. But the people that did show up for me are the ones that truly show up in, our, in my friendship with them, my relationship. And I had to make a decision in that moment. Do I keep holding space for these people that constantly disappoint me or do I enjoy the ones that are here and just embrace them? And that is the decision that I made was I just embrace those that I have with me and I no longer have space for those that continue to disappoint me. And that's what friendship is about. Hmm. That's, a, that's a really, really, really good point, especially about the continuing to be disappointed. I yeah. dealt with a lot of that in my friendships because again, having the sister who is so much older than me she right. taught me from a young age, this is what friends do. This is what friends don't do. Even when I'm just like five years old playing with my friends and we're arguing over bikes, like my sister, she would sit all of us down and we're going to say how we feel and do yeah. it in a nice way and say our sorries. But like, she was like, this is what friends do. And then I grew up yeah. and I was realizing that not everybody had that experience. So mm -hmm. not everyone like knew how to be a good friend. So I felt like, oh, well, I got to teach them. I got to show them yeah. what to do. <laughs> yeah. And that was when I was just like, but you know what? There, sometimes I was so down when I just needed a friend and I didn't have time to like, okay, well, this is where you're supposed to say, like, I just wanted someone to just do it and to just yeah. be that. And I was constantly disappointed, but I was still trying to hold on to that yeah. so much. Of course. Yeah. It's that ideal that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Ayana. Ayana, what do you want to say? <laughs> that was me all throughout high school. That was a, like the big part of the reason why a lot of my relationships honestly didn't work out. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, most of my friends, I'm mostly like a mom friend. I'm the one who's like making sure everyone's okay and making sure that you're taken care of. But when it came into my my relationships, especially, I was always very much there, very much wanting to know, you know, I saw you were just looking some type of way. Do you need me there? Hey, I saw you didn't show up today. What's up? Instead of just allowing them to really just um, seek help when they want it. Mm. I was trying to be their remedy when instead they should have just been honestly building themselves up from a lot of trauma that might have went on in their lives I'm I had to learn that I cannot fix them I'm not made to fix them especially when me trying to fix them was breaking me down in the process I 
I couldn't help but sit here and lose myself because I was trying to be everyone else's savior. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can find yourself doing that, especially if you are empathetic and if you are a giver and um, yeah, if you find yourself in that space, you can totally drain your own bucket, you know, and, 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 and one thing I will share with you ladies, and you might've already heard this before. And I'll definitely as a mom, I would never tell you something that, you know, mom probably wouldn't tell you either or, or wouldn't, you know, wouldn't agree with, um, but you'll find in life that you are considered a friend to more people than you will ever consider to be your friends. So don't be so hard on yourself when you look around and you truly only have one or two people that you absolutely know you can go to and they are really your friend. And you are there for 50 people. Like don't beat yourself up because that happens, especially when you're a giver and when you're accommodating and when you're caring and whenever you're concerned, you know, considerate of other people's well-being, you're gonna collect a lot of broken people. You just are because they're coming to you because you're giving them something that they absolutely need. Um, but you yourself, you'll have to find and carve out. I always tell my kids, pick your friends and don't let people just pick you. Like you, you pick them. You make sure that they're a good fit for your life when we're talking friendship. I, I have a ton of associates and then I have a lot of girlfriends, right? But there's only a few that in my most vulnerable time do I feel safe enough to go to and cry. I think mm -hmm. it's just normal. Anything else, Tia? Because I know your wheels over there turning. I know you. <laughs> no, then you know what? I'm trying really hard. I'm like that SpongeBob meme, but I'm like trying hard not to be my feelings right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I mean, it's, it's something that we, um, I mean, you know, it, it, it's tough. Friendships are tough. You know, because sometimes, again, it's the same thing with relationships. You know, sometimes in a relationship, you're more in the relationship than he is or she is or, you know, whomever, right? Or vice versa. Like you said, you go to the, you go to the barbecue and you find out the barbecue, you're actually the girlfriend. And you're like, what? <laughs> right? And sometimes that's how friendships are. Like, we just don't know. But when people, when friends betray you, let them go. That's what I should have done. Don't hold on to relationships after the expiration date. I have done that before and I can't be mad at no one but myself. And I have been angry at the person, but the truth is when I count it all up, and this is something I had to do this year, like, well, last year, I had to really look at, you know, when I needed you here, were you there? No. When I needed you there, were you? no. When I, dang, you know, like, these are the things that matter. I, I shouldn't have to let, I should not, if Ayana's my friend, I shouldn't have to say to her, Ayana, I really, really need you here this day because this is super, I, mean, I know these other times were important, but this one is super important. I, I, I should, sh we should have enough rapport that if I say, guess what? My dad died and I've had a really crappy time and I've been just trying to fight and get my life together. I want my friends at my party to celebrate, can you please make it? Just show up, it's outside. And if you don't understand that, you know what? I may not can make it, 
but let me at least drop a card off on that day. I mean, I can make it. I mean, I feel comfortable outside dancing with everybody, but let me at least drive by and just wait. See, these are, these are, we go the extra mile for friends. I would do it. You would do it. You, and that's what you want people to do for you. You know what I mean? It's, it's not that you're needy. You're just, you require what you require in a healthy relationship. And that includes friendships. My thought, that's all. <laughs> Life has taught me a lot about relationships, a lot about friendships. It's, I haven't always gotten it right myself. I have not always shown up properly in a friendship with, with, with women, you know, with friends, men, men friends, women friends. But I, I surely try. And whenever they tell me that I disappointed them, I listen and I try to make sure that I correct that. Um, especially if it's, if it's on me, you know, but, um, not everyone would do that, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so ladies, tell me, um, I mean, what, what are you planning to do with yourselves? I know you're both on social media. I heard about Miss Cardinal. I heard about marketing. So tell us really quick, like how, we, how the listeners can find you and follow you because that is a part of what you're doing because of your, your current jobs um, and your aspirations. And yeah, tell us how we can find you and tell us what's new, what's going on in these new social media spaces that I've seen you both create. Um, well, I'll go first. Um, you can find me on Instagram at destinies underscore untold. That's where I'm most popular, I guess, or at least I'm mostly on that platform mm -hmm. a lot, but I, you can find me on really any, almost any platform, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Facebook, you just look for Ayana Williams, you'll most likely find me. <laughs> um, but in terms of like this space that I'm crafting, I mean, I'm realizing that social media is constantly changing. And one of the biggest things about it is you never really know what the next social media craze will be, especially yeah. TikTok coming to fruition during quarantine. I don't think anyone was expecting TikTok to blast out as big as it did. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing that I want to do is I find the social media that's my niche that I know where I can find my people, but find a lot of people, other people that feel a certain thing, like the same way about something. Or, mm -hmm. or I can just freely show myself. And honestly, even if you don't like it, I can just delete your comment and keep it moving. Good. I mean, any space that I feel like I can speak my full mind and not be afraid of, and of not much black backlash as much as just afraid of not being heard to my full extent. I'm all for it. Good, good. What about you, Tia? You can find me on Instagram at T-I-A-A underscore underscore M-O-N-E-T. That's at Tia Monet. And yeah, I'm preparing for Miss Virginia that I'm speaking at probably every minute of the day while yeah. I'm not trying to obsess. But yeah, there's a lot of preparation for that, but it's so much fun. I'm so excited to be the next Miss Virginia and Love then it. going to Miss America. Yeah. So I'm doing that, just continuing to dance. And I do have a business. I teach private dance lessons. So if you mm -hmm. want your daughter or your son or yourself to have some dance lessons, get in touch with me. And yeah, and then I'm like I said, I'm about to start a new job at a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, really excited to see how everything comes together and see what happens mm -hmm. in the spring. 
good. So, Teal, you said that you're teaching, I guess, of all ages. Now, you know, I've tried to dance with you. <laughs> My knees are still bothering me from the last time <laughs> we dropped it low. <laughs> you were working it, though. <laughs> you know, wow, these knees, girl, these knees. So what would you, both of you, now at this point where you are now, would you turn around and tell your 12-year-old self? Hmm. Well, I want to tell my 12-year-old self a lot, but I guess the biggest thing is stay true to who you are. Honestly, just stay true. You are amazing. Don't worry about what any person, regardless of who they are, what their significance is, even if they're in your family or not, don't worry about them. Do you, the people who care about you are gonna be in your corner. They're gonna hype you up. They're gonna be your main squad. They'll be your main cheerleaders. Just be as creative and as amazing as you need to be. Love it, love it. Tia? I like that. I would tell myself, <laughs> Me too. Help. <laughs> I would tell myself, don't worry, girl, the braces are coming off. But on a serious <laughs> note, because <laughs> I have my braces forever, but <laughs> on a serious note, I would say that because I was always like the shy one. So I would just say the underdog is the winner always. So I would just say, you know, like, it's okay to be shy. It's okay to be quiet. Just don't give up. Keep working hard. And I think that just working hard in silence always will show itself when it needs to. And even when I was 12, I was really, really serious about dance. And mm -hmm. I did have, I developed body image issues at that young age. And I know that a lot of adolescents have and can relate to that. So if there's any parents of dancers or anyone listening, like, yeah, just try and encourage them and help them. It's so sad when I think back, not trying to rant or anything, but it's sad because when I was 12, I was on Yahoo and, you know, the internet wasn't even that big when I was 12. Yeah. Yet. But when yeah. I was 12, I was on Yahoo looking up how to get a breast reduction covered mm. by your insurance. And yeah. I was 12, but yeah. I was dancing with a lot of girls who didn't look like me and I was starting mm -hmm. to develop. They weren't. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I felt that I was wrong and what I had was bad. Even though I know it's beautiful now, mm -hmm. I thought because I looked different, I was wrong and I was bad. And when I turned mm -hmm. 18, I was just like, I can't believe that I would even say that to myself when I was 12. Like I was trying to lose so much weight and I was so tiny. You were tiny. Um, yes, I was so tiny and I had nothing. So I would tell my 12 year old self to just relax, but just continue to work hard and it'll work out. Yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, so you said something about those braces. FYI, I was in my 30s and I had braces. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> all good, girl. <laughs> all right, last question is, where do you see yourself when you're 30? Don't you be acting like that's forever ago, like forever in the future. It's not. Don't say that. <laughs> it's not that far just, away. Don't be doing know. that. Yeah. Where do you I'm see yourself? Twenty-five. <laughs> Three years. What wow. What is thirty? What does thirty seem like to you when, when you think about when I'm thirty? I want to. Honestly, I hear like, I hear that 30 for women is the golden, like, that's like really like the golden ages, honestly. So I think that's really, really, really exciting. I think that I'll have my talk show by then. And, I think you will too. Studios. I think you will too. 30 is a good year. What about you, Ayana? 
Honestly, by 30, I see myself married, stable, and <laughs> living a lot of my dream. I feel, my, I feel I'll be able um, to be not just in social media, but maybe just with bigger companies, being able to have my own thing, maybe start another business, um, maybe thinking even about kids by that point. I just, my 30, I'm hoping that all the future dreams that I've had ever since a little girl will actually start coming true. Nice. Nice. I love that, ladies. I love it. Well, listen, I wish you both the best. I have the privilege of being able to watch both of you from afar. Well, maybe to you a little closer, but both of you from afar. Um, and I love to, I love seeing the ladies that you have developed into. And I look forward to seeing, you know, what 30 looks like. I mean, I'll be old and gray then. But I am looking forward <laughs> to seeing what your 30s look like because you both have done amazing thus far. And so keep doing what you're doing. Um, one other thing I want to add, I know Ayana was sewing, like you were sewing masks and really constructing very nice masks at that. Thank you. That so was my like, Yeah, like very nice masks. I mean, do you do more sewing than just masks or is it like that was kind of your thing for the, the time period that we were in? So I actually started sewing when I was 10. Um, the big goal by that point till about my junior, senior year in high school was to be a fashion designer. Nice. So were you actually designing clothes like you were making complete? I was drawing clothes. I didn't start the idea of like trying to make patterns and stuff until a lot later on, like senior, freshman year in college. Okay. Um, and by that point, my views of everything changed. But the funny thing is I stopped sewing for next to all of high school. And then when quarantine hit, everyone needed masks. And my godmother asked me if I was making any, a couple other people in my family asked. And eventually I was like, all right, let me take out the sewing machine. <laughs> let me learn how to make masks. And little did I know that it was actually going to help me find my passion and find that I could still do something in fashion, even if I wasn't going to do it for a full degree. So that was one of the best moments, honestly, in my life. Wow. Do you have a website? I do. Um, it's not fully up at the moment since I'm interning, but the website is still there. Everything from my social medias for that is still there. I'm not taking it down. <laughs> Good. Good for you. Good for you. Oh, well, I'm sh you, you can put it in the chat box and... Yeah. Um, Tia can get it, and uh, but I just want to say before I stop our recording, I want to say that um, I wish you ladies much success in your future endeavors, love, life, and relationships. Um, keep keep going. I mean, you know, love is what it is. It ebbs and flows. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that stays the same is who we are. Okay, so always stay true to who you are. Stay true, and if you don't know who you are. Find it out, figure it out, look for it, search for it. The answer is out there and it's within as well. So definitely make sure that you tap into that. And okay, yeah, okay. She she put it in the in the chat box. And also in life, honey, we learn and we, we are constant students of life. So don't think you're supposed to have it all figured out. Okay. Doesn't matter how old you get, and I don't care how much pressure old heads like myself put on you. We do not have it all figured out. It is, it's constant. It ebbs and flows just like love, honey. One day we think we got it and tomorrow life can happen. A lot of people thought that they had figured out a lot of things and then 2020 happened, the pandemic happened. 
Yeah. So that goes to show that life, that's just how life is. Mm-hmm. We don't, we, none of us have it figured out. So every day be a student of life. Every day be a student of life, but definitely stay focused um, on the things that you want, the things that's internal that you know for sure that you want and be intentional. Make sure you're intentional in your living. Learn that early. Don't wait until you're my age. Learn it early. Be intentional. Ayana, I think I, I think you got it. I hear you. You've been talking about, you've been talking through intentionality the whole entire time. Um, I didn't learn it until later. Uh, I felt it. It was drawing me, but I didn't know how to really put it into practice. And now I put it into practice. So you're on a good path, understanding intentionality and staying on that, staying focused, even if it rubs other people wrong, you got to know what is right for you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I like to call it's, it out now. That's what you <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. And always tap into the wisdom of the older people. Again, we don't know it all, but but you can at least, it's good to hear our perspective because sometimes you'll be like, yeah, they, they really a mess. Or you'll be like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. But it's good to stay open to it. Just stay open enough where you're able to hear what we are saying. People just always, already, we've already walked a lot of that path, you know, um, especially when we're talking about heart matters. Matters of the heart don't really change. We might not have had social media 40 years ago, right? But we had a heart and matters of the heart doesn't really change. Mm-hmm. So those things that matter to you, yeah, definitely tap into those that are around you. If you have them, tap into them. And don't be misled by these boys. So the way, ladies. (laughs) I love you both to pieces. I wish you nothing but success, nothing but good health and wellness, longevity. And yeah, keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing and definitely come back to the relationship zone anytime you want. And I know Tia, you got some things going on with your um, podcast and I know you oh, invited, yeah. <laughs> you've invited Auntie Queenie to come over. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I look forward to talking with you and, um, and yeah, it'll, I'll make sure it airs here on the relationship zone as well. Yay. All right. So to my listeners, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for um, taking the time to embrace these young ladies and hear their points of view and go out there and follow them on social media. I think you'll be um, greatly pleased with the things that you see these ladies doing. And Tia, we want to support you as you run for Miss Virginia. Yeah. That's, that would be awesome to watch. See you up on TV and big lights. Um, so yeah, so to the listeners, thank you again for listening to another the Relationship Zone podcast with your girl Queenie. I am out. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. Thank you. That was such a great conversation. Babies are awesome.
I don't want to say babies, they're young women. They're doing amazing things. So um, I really enjoyed sharing space with them tonight. So check them out on social media. You can also, um, I don't know if we shared it, but um, at Destiny's uh, underscore untold, she also has a website. It's www.pooloceanbreeze.com. And I think she sells um, face masks there. I'm not sure what else, but definitely check her out. And um, really nice prints. Uh, I saw some of her things over um, the fall and winter of last year, or I'm sorry, the spring, no, the summer and fall of last year. And definitely follow um, Tia. Uh, I think it's at Tia underscore Monet. I think I'm saying it right. I'll make sure that it's actually in the comment section um, or the bio section, but definitely follow her. She is running for Miss Virginia soon. And she has a Miss Cardinal um, social media page. So go out there and follow her as well. Let's support these ladies. They're trying to do big things. And like many of us, we had to start somewhere. So why not with us? Thank you again for listening. It's your girl, Queenie, um, with the Relationship Zone. And I'm out. Bye.